This is HPR episode 2938 entitled Naming Pets in Space Game and is part of the series Haskell. It is hosted by Tuku Toroto and is about 21 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is How to use Markov chains to generate names. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Radio and this is Tuturto. Today I'm going to talk about how I implemented pets in my space game. So, in two previous episodes, we have built weighted list and uh, used that weighted list to make Markov chains. And this time we are going to use them to implement some space pets in our game or pets in general. And we are using them to specific, specifically for the names. This is very much work in progress. There's lots of things that I need to add and fine tune later on when I have uh, sort of realized what I actually want to do. But the idea is that uh, any character can have pets, and those pets can have a, they can be help or hindrance. Like if you if you have a character who likes hunting, then the hunting dog is probably good choice. But if you have a uh, if you are some sort of wizard with a laboratory full of delicate equipment, then the hunting dog, hunting dog in that environment is probably a spell for disaster. They can also provide health benefits and such, like if, you are, if your character is stressed, then a cat might be a good, good idea, or just funny events. And I'm going to skip a lot of code that is about the special events, because I made an episode about those already. But the idea is that what I implemented is that there's a small chance for a person to hear scarring sounds inside the walls of their quarters. This is a special element. And then they have an option to choose. They can get a cat, they can try and tame the rat that is making those sounds, or they can let someone else to deal with the problem. And those two first options result player, I mean the person getting a new pet, either cat or a rat. And as soon as you acquire a pet, you get another event that is for naming that pet. So, and this is what we are using, our mark of change. So, when that naming event is created, we are going to generate three names that haven't been used before for pets of that specific person, player can choose or person can choose any of those three and then the pet is named to as the choice the person made. Or you can say that somebody else can name it. In that case it gets completely random name or you can just 
decide not to do anything and that leads into the random name again. And in order to have names to choose from, we first need to have a, some sort of, we need to generate them. And to generate them, we need to have a configuration for name generation. I'm not going to dig very deep into how this works. I'm going to give you a high-level overview. So we want to generate names. I did this in a way that there's a, a big list of examples, and we feed those examples into the configuration. And from from that configuration, we can cre create new names that look similar to those old ones. Because name is a sort of like a result of a Markov shape. It's, it has a starting element, then it has elements that follow it, and then it has the ending elements. And those elements are, in this case, are, are letter pairs, like two letters. And for creating that config, I have three three uh, functions. Start for adding a starting element into the into the configuration. Links for recording a link between two elements. For example, I can say links A B, and that means that the from A there's a chance of B following. And there's an end that that's an end ending element. All these keep track of the weights. So if you uh, if you call at A twice, then you have a in, inside of the configuration you have a A element that has a weight of two. Okay. So for adding a component of a single name, we just chop the name into pieces of length of n. There's a there's a add name function in the show notes that you might want to have a look if you want to have if you want to see exactly how it's done. But first we are going to chop the chop then that name into pieces. We are calling it chunks n s where the s is the name. N is the amount of the letters we want to chunk it with. So at that point we have a list of elements that have length of n. The element is just a text. Then we want to combine those elements in a way that I want to combine the first element to the with the I mean I want to make a tuple of first element and second element, second element and third element, third element and fourth element. And this is done with writing chip elements, safe tail elements. Okay, what what does this do? Is that we take a, a safe tail element that takes the tail of the list, everything but the first first item. So if we have a list, one, two, three, four, safe tail gives gives you a list of two, three, four. Then we are going to chip elements with that tail of the list. So that chip com combines two lists, takes one one item from both lists, makes a tuple, takes, takes the next, and makes a tuple. So after this, we get a list of tuple 1, 2, tuple 2, 3, tuple 3, 4, which is exactly what we want. So now we have a list of all the all the elements with the paired with the consecutive consecutive elements. Now we are going to fill the configuration. So we just call start elements config. 
So that that takes our configuration that is, and then uh, adds the start element. Start element. So first element from the elements list. Then we call element end elements for that same for the result of that that previous call that adds the last element of our our name into the configuration. And then we call links pairs result of the previous call. And we get the, those links added to them into the configuration. And that's it. And now that we have now that we have way to add single name into the config, we can just process a list of names. And this is done by folding them. So we are just doing folder add name n empty config access. And n is now again the uh, size of the chunks and the XS is the list of examples. So what what does it, what does this do is that it takes the empty config as a initial starting point. It takes the first item of our examples, the name called uh, applies add name to that and to that config uh, to configuration. So we get a new configuration where the where we call the add name to what to what to where the add name has been folded into, and then we take the next element of the list, call add name to that using the new configuration and proce proceed through the list of examples, just always using add name to add that name into the to process that name and add add that into the configuration. Okay, now we have a configuration. Uh, what we do next is that um, we need to generate some names based on the configuration. And uh, the Markov chain generated from that from that configuration that we just created, that's just a list of two letter strings. That's not quite a name. So we make a helper function called names. This this um, it's again in the show notes. But the, this one takes a, a function from text to B. B can be anything. And then it next and then it takes the config text, a G, that random generator, and returns a list of B. And this is this generates an infinite list essentially. How we how we are processing how we are doing this is that uh, it's a quite a lot of fact in the small space. I'm just reading it quickly. So it's nap dollar parent t dot to title dot concat parent dollar diamond change config g. So it doesn't look um, well, I'll just walk through that. We start, the best way to read this is to start from the right. So, change config g. Change is what we defined last time. So, we are using that configuration and that random generator that are passed in as a parameters and calling change to generate infinite list of change. Then we are creating a 
new function on the fly using function composition. That's that d.totitle.concat part. And concat, the, uh, so this works in a way that it just plugs the functions one after each other. They have a matching interfaces, so we can do that. So what is what this do is it creates a function that takes a single parameter, runs concat to that, meaning it combines a it combines our list uh, it combines a list of items into single item. So we have a list of texts, so it combines them into single text. Then it calls to title it to capitalize it properly. First letter is uppercase, rest is lowercase. And then it calls t to that. t is a function from text to b. And this is used in the end to turn our text into something more specific. And then it, now that we have this function that takes a list of uh, strings and turns it into a a capitalized string wrapped into something, we are running that with that dollar diamond to each and every chain, uh, Markov chain we have. And then the last thing is that we are calling nub to that infinite list of names. And that nub is going to, it, it's a filtering function that uh, make, makes ensures that each and every element coming through it is unique. This uh, nav is a nav is nice that you can use it on an infinite structure, data structures. The drawback is that the longer longer list it has to process, the slower it gets. The usual trick that I use to make list of something into unique and having only unique elements is that I turn it into a set because set only has one of each, and then turn that set back to the list. But that has a drawback. It has two drawbacks. It doesn't work with infinite elements, I mean infinite lists, and it doesn't work, it doesn't preserve the order of the list. But here order doesn't matter, but we have an infinite list, so that's why we, we are using map. Okay, so now we have a, now we have a, a function that can take, can generate us names. So in this example, the function text to text ROB, we are going to use mkPetName, that, that's a malware constructor making a pet names. But later on, I'm going to use first name and family name and ship name and whatnot to generate all kinds of different, different types of names. Because I like to keep types so relatively specific so that you don't accidentally mix so for example first name and family name with each other so with this names helper function we can just define our pet, pet names to be names mk pet name greek name config greek name config being a configuration for greek, greek names and now we can now we can generate infinite list of sort of greek Looking names. I had a list of ancient Greek names at hand, so I decided to use that one. Okay, pets. Uh, pets are very much working progress. Uh, they, they are stored in a separate database table, of course. They have few values like name and type and date of birth, possible date of death, 
and owner ID. And pet types are currently just cat and rat. Probably going to add more interesting ones later on when I actually have idea, a better idea of what kind of things I want to do with them. So the act, actual actual uh, naming the pet. We have a function naming pet event that is called when a pe when a person acquires a pet. This takes a parameter as a uh, person uh, pet current date, and it creates a it creates you a special event. It doesn't store it into the database. It just creates that. Uh, so, but, but uh, the actual code is again in the show notes. I'm not going to read, read through it. I'm just going to walk through how it's done. Because this, this is pretty, this, there's quite a bit of code. So, first step, we are using select list to run database query and load all the pets that are alive and belong to that that person we are giving this pet naming event. Then we are extracting names from those pets. We are just using the pet name function to get names from the pets. We create a new random generator using lift.io gets stdgen. This just gets the, the standard random generator. After that, we start. We we have the we generate list of pet names with pet names G. We filter that by selecting uh, by we filter that, checking that that element isn't in the names list that we loaded from the database. So we only get the unique uh, unique list of names that are not already used by these characters' pets. And then we take three first ones. And then it's just a, a matter of creating a naming pet event where we fill in all the all this information, person, pet, pet type, current date, and uh, list of available names. And then we just return this out of the function. And then the, whoever is calling this naming pet event function needs to uh, save that special event that was created into the database. This one, this one isn't doing this. This one is only concerned on creating them. And, uh, well, that's basically what, what this is all about. Is for, that, for this, we created the Markov chains that we can create names of the pets. And later on, names of all kinds of different things. So the names are probably one of the most common applications of the Markov chains in games. You can use them for all other 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 things where you are generating things from the based on the examples. For example, if you want to create a, some nonsense articles that on a first glance look like real articles, you can use use this method. You would you would you probably would chop examples into the Based on the words, not not into small, not into the groupings of letters, but into either to whole words or even groupings of words. So you have a bit more sort of reason 
in the generated text. You could even generate whole books if you wanted by this, but they would be, of course, nonsense. If if this all sounded confusing, it's it's probably just my explanation and not you. Haskell is is pretty relatively simple language. It's like riding a bike. Once you learn it, it's easy. Like with basically everything, things that you know are easier than things things that you don't know. And until you learn it, reading about it or listening about listening podcast about it might be interesting, but that doesn't really teach you how to do it. So if you think of analogy of the riding the bike, you can read all about how to ride a bike, how to how to lean to the correct direction and the relative marriage of hook pedals versus lock pedals versus normal pedals and what kind of frames you have. But all that, while interesting, doesn't really teach you how to ride a bike. You have to just get on the, on the bike and try to ride it until you either stop trying or learn how to ride. And then after after that initial hump, the rest is just building up the skills. So uh, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, they are always welcomed. Best way to reach me nowadays is on email or in Feriverse where I'm tuturto at master.social or even better you can record your own episode for the Hacker Public Radio. Ad Astra. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.